Hello, hello. My name is Kim Addis, and I'm the president and founder of Frame of Mind Coaching, and you have just joined the Frame of Mind Coaching Podcast. On this podcast, we invite willing individuals, leaders, executives, business owners to come onto the show to get coached live and in person. Today, it is my pleasure to introduce to you my guest. His name is Locke Jennings, and he is from Boca in Florida, and he is the president and founder of Barracuda Direct Mail. Locke, welcome. Thanks for having me. I, I, I want to tell you this. This is my first ever podcast, just so you know. Well, I have a feeling you're going to knock it out of the park. And so we welcome you to your first ever podcast. And it's even greater that it's your first because it's going to be your most authentic experience ever. How's that? Sounds good. Okay. So uh, what does Barracuda Direct Mail do? What, what do you do? I do direct mail advertising. I always use the example of the junk mail that everybody gets at home. But I only do it for moving and storage companies. Okay. Only specific niche in the moving and storage industry. Okay. So uh, it's interesting that you use the term, um, the junk you get in the mail. So is your stuff junk? Well, no, it's, it's, I use it as an example because everybody knows it. So, um, with, with what I do specifically for moving companies is it's, it's, um, it is very specific, of course. Um, and it's, you know, timing everything. It, it's, it's, it's not that you're doing. So for instance, junk mail, you could get it anytime. There's all kinds of advertisements and things coming your mail, coming through your mail. And at any given time, I mean, the one thing I always think of is that uh, the Bed Bath & Beyond, the big coupon that comes in and it says save 20% off on it. Right. So not that I'm going to Bed Bath & Beyond hardly ever, okay? But if the one time I need a pillow or I need something and it just ha- the timing is I just happen to have it, I'm like, hey, let me run by Bed Bath & Beyond. Now, tying into that with being more specific is movers want to don't want to send out a, a, a mail blast to let's say a zip code. I mean, in a zip code, how many people were moving in any said zip code at any time? Obviously depending on the size of course of the volume. Right. Uh, a few. Right. A few. So it's like, Hey, you have to get to those people when the timing is right. And that is, Hey, they need to move. Now, when do they need to move? You know, long story short, you have to have access to the databases of the various multiple listing services of the real estate. I market. see. So Got that's it. getting more, you know, hey, specific as to what's the time you hit them. No, it's not just a blanket. Oh, we're just sending out mail. It's, you know, precision. So you're sending out, you're sending out information to people who are going to move around the time that they're getting ready to move. So it's a much more targeted effort. It's not just sending mail to everybody in the neighborhood when only five people in those in that neighborhood is moving. Like for, for, for instance, like a restaurant, you know, they can mail out their stuff all the time in a, like five or 10 mile square rate, you know, five mile square radius, whatever of their restaurant, you know, they, they, they will continually keep doing that maybe once a month or whatever. 
that's different because every person could come and grab a slice of pizza or Chinese or right. whatever, you know? So it's definitely a lot different than that. And that, you know, interesting. And I'm just going to ask you, I know that you're specific to moving in storage, but I'm just curious, are there some industries that are more appropriate for direct mail? And there are some industries that are not, I mean, it used to be that that's how we marketed through direct mail. Now we market through direct email or we market on Facebook or LinkedIn or Google ads. Uh, what do you think? Is direct mail still a hot commodity? In my, and what I do, absolutely yes. And in, in, in w- w- with the moving industry, yes. Now you ask specifically for other industries. I, I'd like to say yes, because I look at what I do to the specificness of it. And what, of course, it's all based on the rate of return. I don't exist mm-hmm. and it doesn't exist if there isn't a rate of return. So, of course, when we get that junk mail and look at it all the time, you're like, you know, you, you kind of always think this crap and you're throwing it away. But like I go back to Bed Bath & Beyond or maybe it's eyeglasses or maybe who knows whatever is being sent out. It's a matter of the timing of it. Your right. email is loaded, and most of the time you're clicking delete, 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 unless all of a sudden, oh, I need new eyeglasses, and there just happened to be an advert for eyeglasses. So you might look at that because that's the timing of when you need something. But in the interim, you're just deleting it all. I, right. I think the one thing about mail is if it's done right, the consumer has to open their mailbox, pull it out, and they have to double check and look at it. So no matter what, those six or eight or three or two or ten, however many pieces of mail, and let's say I don't know how much of it is under the category of an advertisement or junk mail, um, you know, they have to see it. They have to grab it. They have to touch it. And if, you know, if there's some way you can catch them, which is what, you know, you, you try to do, you try to stop the consumer in their tracks and have them read it. Mm-hmm. So you know, so what you're saying is I'm a proponent of, of it. Yes. Strong, on yeah. email, we hit delete without opening, but when we get mail in our mailbox, we still look at it before throwing it out. If that's what we decide to do, or we decide to put it aside and say, oh, I better call those people. Right. And, and I'd say, you know, you could kind of say the same thing for email. It's like, Hey, there has to be a, a strong line to catch the consumer yeah. to have them stop. But there also has to be, you know, you tie it into a need or a want as well. So if there's a need or a want for something, you know, then, Hey, that, cause that's the only stuff I look at. It's like, Oh yeah, I like fish and stuff or, Oh, I like, you know, yeah. <laughs> the Air Jordans for sale. Okay. You know, I don't know. You I know. can use an extra pair, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's turn the corner. Uh, you came here to get a little bit of coaching and I know we went off, off tangent. What is your greatest challenge today? My greatest challenge today is the fact that I've become very complacent, comfortable, lazy, you know, just, I've kind of hit a wall where I'm just, I basically been on vacation and then when I say that, I don't mean like I'm not working, of course, but I've been on vacation with taking things to another level in the development of my business. I've been, you know, my, my, I would tell you this, my business is very operationally driven. I'm not out, you know, it's not like I, it's not like, Hey, I, I have a client come through, he mails for 
you know, they mail for two or three months, then they stop mailing. So now I got, you know, that, you know, I'm not always looking for sale. I'm not, once I have a client, they're mine forever. So okay. once your book's so big, all you're, you're operationally getting the mail out, printing out mailers, managing their postage. It's all that managing of the, of your clients. So I've kind of come to that point where I've gotten a little comfortable sitting on that when I should be expanding and growing more. Okay. Uh, let's explore something. Yeah, that's great. Let's explore one thing that you just said. And I want to explore a few things, but when I should be growing more, uh, who says you should be? Um, I do. Uh, Why? Well, because I'm nowhere near the capacity of what the business could be. That's one thing. Okay. Nowhere near reaching your potential. Right. Or, or, or the, or the potential of the business itself. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, I'm in certain markets and I've gotten lazy into growing those markets even more and more when there's definitely a lot of room for growth there. So okay. I guess when I, you know, from a should standpoint, yeah, because you know what happens, you, you, you know, things change, businesses change, people sell their business, they stop doing this, they stop doing that pretty soon, you know. Um, well, so here's the interesting thing. Whenever someone says the word should for me, it's usually an interesting, um, signal that I like to pursue. Okay. Okay. So you, the reason why we think we should do anything is because we think it's going to get us to a better place. Mm -hmm. We think it's going to be fulfilling. It's going to be satisfying. It's going to make us feel better. Okay. Yes. Um, you know, that's it. That's interesting. Uh, you know, yeah, I never really, of course you're hitting me with this the first time. So I'm, you know, just, (laughs) well, my question is, so if you think you should, I really, and I understand there's room to grow. I get it. But Mm. what do you think you will feel when you grow? Will you feel more satisfied? Will you feel better about yourself? Will you feel prouder? Will you feel richer? Like what will it accomplish for you? Okay. Um, what would it accomplish? I guess it's just, again, I'm only just going with what's in my head. I guess it's just kind of a natural thing. I already know I already know the room for growth and, 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 and I guess there's that element of wanting to be the best, being a competitor, um, you know, um, but again, not that I have been, so let's just state that. And here's the other thing. It's kind of funny with what you're saying because, you know, not long ago, my back was against the wall. And when your back's against the wall and you only have, you know, five or six clients and you're kind of just, you know, and, and I guess when we're talking about success here, we're talking about from a, from a financial aspect. Are we? Well, right now I am, let's say. So, there, so there's that aspect because obviously that ties into, you know, your quality of life and things like that. And again, obviously it's all a frame of mind, you know, I know all that too, but. You know, again, getting the point of then where, okay, you know, there's enough coming through the door where I can 
you know, where I've gotten a little bit more comfortable, you know, you're handing other things, not addressing others. I think it's a, it's a, it's, it's uh, growing problems as well with doing that stuff. You see, like for me, as I'm talking to you, I don't really understand the desire to grow. When you say I'm comfortable, I have enough coming in, things are going, I get a client, I get a client for life. And so when you say the only reason I need to grow is because I should grow, that's not a good reason for me. Okay. Right. And so the question becomes like, what is the reason? What's the compelling reason that you want to get to a new place? And you're not giving me one at all. And that's okay. Really? There's nothing wrong with that. Right. Okay. Right. So like, you're like, Hey, I should be doing something other than I'm doing. And my first question is, should you really? Sounds like things are working pretty well. And the question is, if, if you want to be doing something different, if you want to grow, the question is why? And, and then usually when we have conversations, people say, well, what's your big why? And I'm like, I don't believe in that. And why don't I believe in that is because your why, my why, his why, all of our whys are essentially the same. The reason we want anything is because we have a belief that it's going to create fulfillment, satisfaction. It'll make us feel good about ourselves. But it sounds like you already feel pretty good. And, and usually when somebody wants something and they're not getting it, my big question is, so why not? What's actually stopping you? In your case, I'm not understanding why you want what you want. So basically what you're getting at is I need to, it's, it's interesting hearing this because I need to have a definition and basically write down. I have to kind of filter through that, you know? Well, I'll give you an example. Okay. So I run a coaching business. I have a team of coaches and a lot of times people ask me, well, you know, like, why do you need to grow a big business? Why don't you just coach people? Why don't you just coach individuals and do it on your own? So own a coaching practice. Like, so why don't you just do that? Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And And for me, the reason is because it's a challenge for me to grow a business because for me, it allows me to grow. It allows me to stretch. It allows me to experiment. Like my business is my playing ground where I get to lead, where I get to fail sometimes, where I get to try new things, where I get like, this is the place where I get to, it's like my gym, right? It's where I work out and get stronger and better and smarter and more capable. And I become a better leader and I become wiser. And, and then I continue to grow. Here's where I get to grow. And I want to live a life that's filled with growth. That excites me. Can you feel it? Right, I can. Okay, so so yes. so now the now the question becomes: so like, what's stopping you from growing to the place where you want to grow? Now I can come up with all the reasons, and now we're starting to dig into the problem, right? But in your case, why do you want to grow? Are you asking me that again? Yes. <laughs> um. Why do I want to grow? There's the financial aspect there. Okay. But how are things also, for you financially? Well, say that again. How are things for you financially now? They're good. They're fine. They're fine. Yeah. Now, the other, the other part of that though, as well as this, and this is where kind of the growing ties into, you know, the, the financial aspect and everything. And that is... I am at the point where I'm getting to a certain, I have been at a certain size. So I want to add more people to the team where I can 
delegate some different stuff because someone has to be paid to do that. So I got to have more of the accounts coming in for that revenue to pay more people, you know, another person or two, whatever, to be able to do that where it doesn't affect my income because I have more accounts coming in. So those pieces of the puzzle kind of come into play with it. Like I've been doing what I've been doing for so long. Yeah. It's time to. So I, I, I hear you and I'm guessing, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that you're the guy who can figure out how to grow incrementally. I think you can figure that out. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, of course you can. But you're saying like, so why am I playing small? Why am I hanging out over here when I know I can grow? And so now the question becomes if, is, is there really a motivation for growing? Is there really a desire to grow? And so, you know, for me, it's not about, hey, walk, let me help you figure out how to grow. It's more the question, hey, Locke, do you really want to grow? And if you do, What's in it for you really, truly? And if that's exciting enough, now we'll figure out how. Right. It's exciting. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Listen, here's the thing. All the thoughts, everything, everything that has to be done. I'd like to say I know. You know what I mean? Like, of course. Um, But of course, I'm just not taking the time to make it happen and doing it. You know, not that I don't have other work that bogs you down that day-to-day admin and managing and this and that of, you know. Yeah. So, so again, usually I go in two directions. One direction is, so what's stopping you from taking the action you know you need to take? You're, you're asking me that question now. I am. Um, w- one thing is, uh, I, 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 I think I reached a point so long ago that I kind of being in the fight when you, you know, I'm better in the fight than not in the fight. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So now that I've kind of reached a certain point of obviously having a certain number of accounts, I've, and again, um, I've just really got, you know, comfortable and just, you know, sitting there, just, you know, eating my potato chips. And, you, know, you don't look like a on the sofa. No, I know. I'm just saying. No, but it's very interesting because you said I'm better in the fight than not in the fight. And what yes. you're really saying is I'm not even in the ring right now because I'm sitting ringside. Absolutely. Okay. I, I know. I, I, you I, like the fight? Is it invigorating for you? Yeah. See, okay. that's what I'm you know, at my best, I lose a couple accounts. It gets me fired up. And then I go at, then I, then all of a sudden I sit down like, okay, then I go boom. And then I go try to, you know, and then I get a few, I mean, not that I haven't advertised here and there, but just, I haven't taken it to the level I should with. Do you have anybody, after. do you have anybody underneath you who you're mentoring? No. Okay. So I, I'm going to say a, a few things and you can take some notes if you want. Question number one is, do I really want to grow? Mm -hmm. And if I do want to grow, the question is why? What's it going to give me? Because you have to, I I, right now, I'm not buying that you really want to grow. So you have to kind of decide if that's really what you want. Well, what if I say I want to make more money? Is that the same thing? (laughs) Yeah, 
Sure. Okay. The second question is, so what's stopping me? And for what I'm hearing is, hey, I'm not in the fight anymore. I'm not in the ring. So the next question is, what would it look like for me to be back in the ring? And I don't mean like, um, I'm not, I'm not a boxing expert, but I'm, I'm saying, what would it take for me to be a heavyweight champion instead of a lightweight champion? Did I get the terminology right? Um, in other words, what would, it, what would it take for me to be a heavyweight champion instead of a, is the term lightweight champion? Sure. I mean, you okay. can use that so, as an announcement. So yeah. right now, let's call it you're a lightweight champion. What would it take for me to become a heavyweight champion? So how do I step up my game? And then last but not least, I've seen this a million times. The minute that you have someone underneath you that you're mentoring is the minute that you want to show them how to grow is the minute you get to grow. So find your next in command. Right. And, and it's funny you're saying that because I am at that point as well. I am, right. I am, I am right there where it's like, okay, I got to get someone and bring them in and start saying, handling the day-to-day stuff so I can then focus on the other stuff as well. And then like right. you said, mentoring. Right. Because when you're mentoring someone, you're showing them how to fight. When you show someone how to fight, your fight gets better. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. The minute you teach, the minute you train is the minute your game get, it steps up a notch. And for you, the minute you have that expense is the minute your hustle comes back. Right. Does that make I sense? I thought of that. Yeah, I did. But first, ask yourself, do I really want to grow? I do. Okay. okay. I know I do. Okay. I really want to grow. I hope this conversation was helpful. I hope it like at least got you thinking a little bit. Sure. A- absolutely. It's definitely, I w- I've been, just the fact of knowing we were going to do this kind of got me going a little bit like, all right, you got to, you know, <laughs> I, at least that's, again, that's a personal way I feel. It's funny hearing you as an outsider being like, well, why do you feel that? You don't have to feel that way, kind of, or whatever. You know what I mean? Getting more specific as to. Yeah digging into um, that line and the focus in a sense. Exactly. So I want to share this with the audience. For those of you who are listening, there are a lot of times when we think we should do something. And the reason we feel we should do something is because everybody else is doing it. Our parents want us to do it. Our neighbor, our spouse, you know, people around us. And we just think we just have this feeling like we should be doing something but we're not actually taking action. And so whenever there's that dichotomy, I always want to ask, should you really be doing that? Is that real, really aligned with what you truly deeply desire? And if it isn't, then maybe you shouldn't be doing that. Maybe you should be doing something else. So always before rushing into taking massive action, when you feel a sluggishness or a laziness or complacency, you want to ask yourself, is this what I really want to be doing? Just because I think I should be doing it. Is that true? So I hope that was helpful for you, Locke. I hope that was helpful for the audience. For those of you who are listening, if you have a challenge that you want to share on the podcast, please reach out to me. My email address is kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. And if you have a challenge that you're not so willing to share on the podcast, but you do want to talk about, 
please reach out to me. Anyway, my email address is kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. Locke, you are awesome. It was so fun talking to you. It was a real pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It's been interesting. You've just in the short period of time, you got me going. You got me going. Good, good, good. That's what I'm looking for.